Should I be? Let's move this in the middle. Uh, Are you going to move it in the middle? Right, okay. You, you, you want to move you, this just further pick, down? Pick here. up the table. Pick up the table. Pick up the table. All right. That way a bit. Watch your beer. Watch your beer. It's watched. I've got this really annoying thing I do with air kiss. You'll see. What, talk? Yeah. Great story you'll never hear. No, go on. No, it's not that good. No, it's not that good. Please. It would have been good. Go on. No. Yeah, go for it. Alright, so. What, talk? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, she says, like. What? Right, say, for instance. Watch your head. And I'll go, why? What's it doing? Better do that with everything. I tell you what, by the way. Watch that. Oh, why? What's it doing? Yeah. One of the greatest stories that I would never have heard was not. No. Well, it would have been good if you didn't interrupt my flow. Sorry. Your flow was very nice. It's got a lovely flow. Flow rider. I didn't realise. Yeah. Florida. See, see, after I got my prostate exam, my flow sorted itself right out. Are you recording Yeah, this? I'm recording all this. Oh, I've been recording since the table thing. This is tuna bit. Hey! <laughs> uh, it's episode <laughs> 13. 13. Who knows? It's the last episode of season 2. Woo! Hey! This is the only podcast that ends with this episode. That ends season 2 with this episode. This is the only podcast that ends season 2 with this episode. This episode, yes. Season and it's, two. The only, it's also the only episode. Oh, it's only, <laughs> also the only podcast that has this episode in it. You know what else it is? <laughs> oh Christ! Yeah, having a bit of fun, aren't mm-hmm. we? It, well, having a laugh. We're gonna like a laugh. We're gonna have goulash later. Yes. Yeah. Some lovely goulash. <laughs> we actually are. The only it's the only podcast in which we're gonna have goulash after we record it. Are Are we gonna carry on this into season three, or do we do we retire this on this? Episode? Could be the only podcast in which we retire, saying this is the only podcast that then something after season two. Yeah. I mean, we forgot it for most of season two. So. Yeah, this okay. is the only podcast that isn't gonna retire it because I do enjoy it. But yeah, there's an our retirement tonight. Fucking alternative tuna. Yeah, our last alternative tuna for the foreseeable future. Yeah, mm-hmm. season three is basically taking the concept of alternative tuna and making that the main thing. And it's going to be fucking ace. Remember all those bird weeks and Australian weeks? That is now the main content. Yeah. Well, we, we've got a much more... We have all our episodes planned. For the next 12 episodes, we have everything we're going to do. And it's going to be widening the net and also... Thin and not in the net? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went For the benefit of the tape, I just sort of pushed my hands together like that, as if to suggest narrowing, but forgot what I meant. We're also going to become more precise... There was there was a guy in my high school. I don't know if I told you this story, but um, someone asked him like in like maybe like second year, how like he wanks, mm-hmm. and he did that motion like pushing his hands like in and out from each other. But he didn't actually. What he did is he shrugged, and then someone was just like, <laughs> "Timmins fucking wanks like this," and it stuck with him till uh, the end of sixth year. Did you ever give that a go? No, I never tried it. Well, we'll be doing that later on as well. <laughs> I reckon you could get something going at some point. Yeah, get get a little blood, blood going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we do hope to do that in this episode. But yeah, as we say, <laughs> season three is gonna be a lot more honed, precise, and hopefully less. Well, it'll still, it'll still sound like this. It'll still sound shit. Not shit. It won't sound shit. Mm. 
it would just sound like us talking. Yeah, which is yeah, that's still gonna be pretty much well. That is what it is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. All Man Brothers Band, we're starting starting to become the the rambling men. Yeah. No. Yeah. Cool. Rambling gambling man, Bob Seger. <laughs> the the gambler, uh, Doctor Boffman. <laughs> Uh, my high school teacher who used to play that at the talent shows so there you go more content like that he is. was also oh, he was also <laughs> um, we don't know if this is true or not if someone from our high school just edited it but on Wikipedia he was one of the uh, leaders of the Moonies in America not a cult religion kind of thing great physics teacher Cool. As always, this podcast, as it will be into season three and beyond, is sponsored by MJ Supplies, where you Waiting get your on grit. grit. Waiting on you continue. Where it's Waiting on grit. grit. Uh, dildos, arsehole, uh, trees. Don't worry, I'll edit together. Wait, it's Dougal editing this one. <laughs> well, he just. I'll just chuck in a soundbite every now and again. You can. You can find it if it seems appropriate. <laughs> But yeah, sponsored by MJ Supplies, let's go for the last alternative tuna. Has Liam got something to say before we do go in to this? Uh, for the final time this season, if you could please like and subscribe, we would be very appreciative. If not, Dugo's already said that he will murder people. He's, he's got a plan with a hammer. He's been practicing on GTA for, what, a solid like seven, eight years? I mean, a plan <laughs> for running out into the street and savaging people with a hammer. But it is a plan, nonetheless. And it will be happening if we subscribe. It will, yeah. And we're also going to get all our social medias. Mm-hmm. All our social media ducks in a row for next season as we well. We said it at some point in the last few recordings, but uh, Instagram will be happening. Yeah, it's not because we can't work it out anymore. It's just pure lethargy at this point. Like yeah. We will step up our game. All right, so the three themes we have. Faster than that, come on, let's go. The three themes that we have for today, for our last alternative tuna, is songs from films, Weird Week, and live songs. And here is the list of them. We have Heldon by David Bowie from Jojo Rabbit. We have The Lonely Shepherd by Zamfer. Zamfir? Zamfer. Uh, from Kill Bill Volume 1 we have Free Bird Leonard Skinner from The Devil's Rejects and then for Weird Week we have Misanthropic Drunken Lover by Days and Days Jack Loner Kill- no Loner sorry. did I say lover yeah sorry Mis- Misanthropic Drunken Loner by Days and Days Jack Killed Mom by Jenny Lewis and I Kinda Like the Smell of My Own Poop by The Toilet Bowl Cleaners we also have for our live week All Along the Watchtower Bob Dylan Nothing Else Matters by Metallica and I Believe in a Thing Called Love, The Darkness. And it is Dougal's turn to kick us off. We need the uke. We haven't got I, the uke how yet. can we forget? How many of we, these have we done and I can always forget? Season 3, Gen will there be a uke? Will there be a uke? There needs to be a uke. Is there going to be? It's got to be the uke. Put it down. Liam's gone. You always stifle. Round one. So this is round one. Who's up first? It is me. As you. Okay, Dougal. Can you... (laughs) (laughs) Can you do that? (laughs) I don't know what happened there. Mm. Uh, I had one there. It's gone. 
Oh, no, I, I haven't thought of one either. I've got one for later, but I can't do it to myself. Can you take this to Trackensack, New Jersey? As in Hackensack. <laughs> <laughs> A place. Um, nope. Why not? Diddle, lick my track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. You punch me in my track. <laughs> Is this what works? I've got an aching track. Can you lance it for me? Well, my song is Helden by David Bowie, which is the German version of Heroes by David Bowie. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> what? <Hello? laughs> <laughs> Soinks. Fucking ages, man. I know, I'm sorry. Right, oh, so it's like concise five. Concise five. I mean, I mean, be, just be quiet. <laughs> Let him speak his ass hard enough. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, this is a song when you just know it when you hear the opening. Which one is it? Don't you? Don't, don't, no, don't. I was gonna pile on, but I'm, no, come on. Um, and this is my Bowie song as well. This is sort of the first thing that got me into David Bowie. Um, it's what I do in the karaoke. Liam, you'll have fond memories of me and you going out every Tuesday. I've got writing. memories. I've got memories. Well, yeah. And writing and then getting hammered and singing you did your Sinatra I did my Bowie and we rocked it every night 100% no one kicked us off once so it was great yeah the first time I saw this song in a movie I'm going to get to Jojo Rabbit in a second the English version of this song in a movie was the um, in Parks of Being a Wallflower which is one of my favourite films I fucking love it I think it's brilliant if you've not watched it go and watch it because it's fucking great time and there's a scene where they're going into the tunnel and it's Ezra Miller, Logan Lerman and Emma Thompson, uh, Emma Watson in the car and they're standing up and they're just saying that they feel infinite while they're listening to this song. And I fucking get that from just the opening riff that goes into it. Then I saw Jojo Rabbit and this is the end scene of Jojo Rabbit. We just watched it together and the boys will tell you my I got Major Gooseys. I, just, I, I took a photo of his Major Gooseys. I might be our Instagram Major post Gooseys. at some point. Mm-hmm. That'll be our first Instagram post as just Doodles Major mm-hmm. That'd be quite good actually. Yeah, that's good. Um but yeah, it's just it's right at the end and it's just as soon as this song hams in, you just get this feeling of complete joy. And it's such a moment of the film is just so funny and heartbreaking all at the same time, and this is just such an uplifting end to it, and it just makes everything you get everything you feel just comes to the surface and when I first saw it I was fucking in tears I was great and it was just everything going through my system fucking love it what's there to say in the song it's probably one of the most perfect songs in my eyes it's got everything you need great lyrics the riff is fucking amazing it's uplifting and everything's just done right you couldn't change it because no one should no one needs to it's fucking fantastic and that's that's my journey with Bowie not with Bowie, but with this song. What do you guys, what do you guys got to say on it? No, you go. All right, track by TT. Good one. Yeah, I basically uh, I watched this film. <laughs> <laughs> watched this film a, a number of months ago um, because I, I went through all of uh, Taika Waititi's back catalogue, and he's just one of my favourite human beings, a fantastic filmmaker. I watched this film. And I got a sensation that I've not had for quite some time. When I was like sort of halfway through this film, I used to get it a lot 
but I just had this feeling of oh this is going to be this is my this is one of my favourite films this is one of my all time favourite films and I'm watching it for the first time and that's such a huge you know potent and really exciting feeling and as Dougal said it's, it's heartbreaking it's harrowing it's dark it's beautiful and it's funny and then I was just on this 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 journey and then not to spoil anything but the last scene two characters are just basically looking at each other and I was sitting with my girlfriend Becky watching this and I was and I just heard that that resident guitar almost come over the hills I was just like holy fuck holy fuck wait 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 it's not and then heroes start well Heldon started and I was like fuck I just I lost it I absolutely lost it and it secured it as one of my all time favourite films and if you had to make a list of just the best songs ever heroes has just got to be on there for this German version the singing on it it's, it's even more sort of manic and crazy oh, the scream when yeah. like, he screams a verse early mm. and it's incredible yeah yeah astonishing an absolute knockout and highly recommend the film and I do recommend that Bowie fella he's pretty good mm. nah. he had some good tunes uh, in season 3 when we can choose any artist for a bit there'll be a lot more Bowie to come I assume mm. Mm. yes we so, all love a bit of Bowie yeah fucking deal with it basically I didn't watch this film call back to Jim like five minutes ago uh, <laughs> that's nice yeah, good yeah. Yeah. <laughs> first thing when I when I listened to this uh, I had to say was is Bowie singing in German didn't I, I knew about his Berlin face but I didn't know he actually did his songs in German I mean of course you don't even it's like yeah of course he's yeah, yeah. I mean yeah, of course. It's, it's, it's like when I heard about his coke phase, and he's like, he actually did the coke. Mm. Of course he did. He did the German. <laughs> he did the German. <laughs> oh, when he was doing this, he obviously did it in a German accent as well. And I find myself just thinking about Doctor Everett Scott from Rocky Horror Picture Show. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I loved because that's Ace. <laughs> um, but I was just, I was just having a wee chuckle to myself <laughs> as, I was, as I was listening to it. But yeah, about the actual song this riff just transcends all errors and languages it's a proper it's a proper timeless riff and a timeless song as well like it can get it's been applied to so many like like films and TV shows in our time and it's not lost its impact uh, it will be alive long after we're gone mm-hmm. oh, yeah. everyone listening to this podcast will be long gone and people will still be using this riff yeah right. and still listening to this show mm, I assume well, so hopefully 100% but yeah mm. but yeah that was it it's just that is Bowie. Yeah. And just when he says, you know, the the first bit, I I wish I could swim like a dolphins, like dolphins could swim in German. When he says schwimm, mm. is uh, that just takes me back to Oktoberfest because there was this song that we had to do, and we'd spoken to a couple of Germans, and they were showing us the actions you were meant to do in this German song that was going on. And I just the one memory I have from that night passed like my eighth sign or something like that was just a German woman looking at me and doing the actions for swimming and <laughs> saying schwim 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 at me and that's all I have in my head so anytime that word is said in German I just that takes me right back to Oktoberfest <laughs> which is the happiest place on earth it's Disneyland for adults yeah and if I can recommend a place to go Germany during Oktoberfest I mean also Disneyland for adults as well because Disneyland's fucking ace now. Well, yeah. I'm not knocking Disneyland. No, 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 I know. I'm, I'm, I'm repping Disneyland. Right, Jim. My song is called The Lonely Shepherd by Zamfer. 
<laughs> it's called The Lonely Shepherd. Um, Zamfir. Mm, yeah, it's from taken from the Kill Bill. Zamf. The Kill Bill Volume One. Zamfir with a uh, silent Z. The Kill Bill Sub Volume One soundtrack. Of <laughs> which uh, it's a piece of music played by a guy called. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to cut you off. Is it? <laughs> Is that a piece of music, Jim? But but you didn't cut me off. So <laughs> I didn't. I stopped you. Second. <laughs> second. That's not words. Nice words, but. Continue. So George Zamfir <laughs> is a Romanian musician who popularised the pan flute. <laughs> Thank you. Wait, in <laughs> Romania or in the world? If, if, everywhere. Really? <laughs> everywhere. Aye. Anyway, name a place. <laughs> I mean, the Aztecs name a place. and the Mayans and all that. Well, that's, that's, playing a pan period of, that's a Okay, Mexico then. Mexico, Mexico, uh, pan flute's big in Mexico. <laughs> it is. Was yeah. it popularised by a Romanian chap? George Zanfra, yeah. He was one what did it. He, it <laughs> he was one what did it. <laughs> he did it. Was it uh, no Peter Pan? Did he not have a pan flute or something like I that? I think he did have a pan flute. I don't know why it's called a pan flute, though. Well, no, maybe it was just a flute for him. Like, lots of woods. No, because flute. a flute's a flute. It's a pan well, flute. maybe he just played a flute and they called that a pan flute. I can't remember what Peter Pan played, but I'm pretty sure it was a pan flute. <laughs> Say that again. I'm not sure what Peter Pan played, but I'm pretty sure it was a pan flute. It was. It's I'm pretty sure. That's a good. Yeah, because he, he had the, all the different wood, different sizes. That and doesn't that. mean that. He no, I didn't say. I didn't. Never once. It's like a xylophone for the air. <laughs> that is fair. Yeah, that's very. That's fair. really good. Yeah, but it. but it would be a glockenspiel because a glockenspiel is wooden and a xylophone's metal. See, this is why you need someone who knows what he's talking about on this podcast. <laughs> Between the three of us, we have some knowledge. Yeah, I can, I can tell you a glockenspiel from a xylophone any day. Wood and metal tomorrow. Man. Yeah, I can tell you tomorrow if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday. Do you want me a set of arms? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So this 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 tune, the Lonely Shepherd, it has existed for a while, but he he, he popularised it with the the, the pan flute. I, I don't know when or why or how. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> this song was you did that tune. <laughs> I think that's just answered your previous three questions. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Right. Anyway, so this song is it's by Samfia. I think they're just it's just like a a different arrangement because because it is just a pan flute on the original ones. I think a bunch of musicians have got together and just assembled a, an arrangement around it, mm-hmm. and it's for the Kill Bill Volume One. And uh, it's got to be said right off the bat that Tarantino, I think, among probably him and Scorsese, and there's probably other ones that I can mention, but they are pretty much the best at putting songs to scenes. You know, like, um, I had this so I, I didn't make any notes today, by the way, everyone. Edgar Wright is solid. Edgar Wright's very good. Mm. I mean, you just have to watch Baby Driver to know that. Yeah. That's basically what the whole thing's about. Mm. But yeah, there is an art form to it. And um, Quentin Tarantino. Tarantino said that if you get the right piece of music for the right scene in a film it is pretty much the most cinematic thing you can do yeah. mm. that was that was like the main good point about Sucker Punch was the soundtrack for that was fucking on point for every single scene the movie vaguely sexist but anyway yeah so this the reason why I chose this was just, it was just the first one that I thought of when we well no I had a list of um, actually that's bollocks 
I just like it. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's it's one of those songs that I would never have discovered if not for this film. And I've mm. loved this film, well, both films since I was a kid. They're mental. It's like a to me, it's like a very very violent fairy tale. Mm. Yeah, the Kill Bill films. And I think it's no a really good way to put it. Actually. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. See, if this was a film podcast, it would everything would be fine. Yeah, Kermode's got nothing on you, mate. No, no, Kermode. <laughs> No, I love, I love him. But yeah, this song just seems to be the most fairy tale y. Oh, and there's some cracking songs on this soundtrack. I've actually got this, the film soundtrack for this film on uh, vinyl. It's fucking awesome. It's good. Mm. But yeah, there's just something otherworldly about this pan flute <laughs> song. But you've got that mixed in with this very tasteful arrangement of music around it. It just sort of builds it up. And it's just gorgeous. If we watched the scene from the film before we started here, and it's not particularly, on its own, it's not particularly inspi- like, inspiring. It's the scene where Uma Thurman's character, the bride, gets the sword made by Hattori Hanzo that he's, he said he'd never make another sword again. But she's going to kill Bill, so he's like, yeah, he's a nasty bugger, you go get him. So, so that's what happened in the scene. <laughs> and I, I, to be fair, I, I don't even want, I just love this song. Mm. Yeah. Really, because yeah. if I talk anymore, I'm just gonna say more shit. Yeah, man. I've, ooh, ooh. I this is a fucking beautiful song. I've only watched Kill Bills, the Kill Bills, the once, mm-hmm. so I don't know them that well. But they're fucking great films, obviously. But if you just think about this song, obviously it worked in the scene really mm. well um, that we watched. But yeah, you this song is a fucking powerful song. I think it controls your walk. Is how I'd say, like, as soon as you listen to it, you just want to walk. It's sort of like you want to walk confidently and slowly out of a room, making a point as soon as mm. it comes on. And I don't, the, the notes that the pan flute plays sort of, they seem like they're universal. They seem like they've been used over and over again. Mm. And they maybe have. I don't know, I'm not the man to tell you that. Like a Parker Bell's cannon type of. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, maybe. there's all, only so many notes you can make on a pan flute anyway. Well, exactly. But he did them good. <laughs> he did. He did the, the, the one after, like, the first one's good, and then the one after that, like, really compliments that last one and moves into the next one really well. Yeah. yeah. You know, like music. <laughs> you, can, you can play a pan flute perfectly. Yeah. But my, my point with the sound is that the sound that's made in this song is it's iconic. It's sort of got this iconicness to it, if you like. And. Yeah, it brings you to several different points that might not have the same noise in it, but you just attribute it to that sound. I don't know. That sounds mental, and I don't have a example off the top of my head. No, I get to be honest. But yeah, like it's fucking awesome, and it's one of the first movie songs because I know you put up a couple of songs during or one song specifically during Bird Week. Mm. that didn't really work outside the film I feel like this song could work on its own mm. without the film context behind it mm-hmm. which is quite cool and yeah. interesting right. so yeah right, that's cool. what I that's my things they were Liam. beautiful things thank you beautiful things put your hands up with go Anyway, right. say say words. Classic Not went bad. track. 
not what he said. It wasn't what he said was funny. It's the way he looked at us afterwards. It's, it's, it's a classic Quentin track, right? Let's be honest. Like this, this is a uh, It's got Quentin all, written all over it. It's quintessential. Yes. Ooh. Yes. Ooh, I like that. I've used that word before, Dougal. So don't give him credit for that word. Well, I haven't heard him use it. So well, I'll quintessential. Yeah, you can use that, but he no, said quintessential. Like he, quinti- did, he, didn't, he said quintessential. No, he said quintessential. Tried to, but he didn't. Quintessential isn't Quentin. I know. You said it now. But... No, I said it before. No, I'm going to edit this to make you look like a fucking moron. <laughs> it's fine. I do that all the time with you guys. So it's... <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> classic Quentin track. Quintessential. Partner Louise was saying the other day. What was that, Jim? Quintessential. Oh, and now you got a sign bite, yeah? He's <laughs> just going to cut that in. Anyway, so yeah, my partner Louise was saying the other day how uh, Quentin, I, I'm not going to call him Tarantino because it's, like, it's too impersonal. Um, <laughs> QT, as I call him. She, she was saying the other day that he can. <laughs> Big Quentin. Hi. <laughs> Quindog. Quintington. <laughs> Yeah, so Louise was saying the other day how he can effortlessly pick a track. There's a certain sound that he does pick, but he can pick tracks which uh, he can make it. Uh, he can make these tracks appeal to younger audiences through how he applies them to his films, like this, and then down in Mexico in um, mm. Death Proof. Yeah. Death Proof, yeah. And then I mean, fucking Pulp Fiction is just one that. of the greatest mm. soundtrack albums, if yeah. not the mm. best. Ever. And he does. He does have a certain sound that he goes for. I would disagree with that. I wouldn't, because I'd, I'd I'd say that it's all Quentin sound. That doesn't mean anything. All the films are different. It, all the, the films are different. Are yeah. Different. I I don't know. I think there's a very. I'm not saying range. a certain genre, but there's a uh, there's an actual sound to the the, the songs yeah. that he picks. Okay, get, say say what you mean then. Well, I'm just saying I think you're wrong. Okay, so give me an example then. All right. Uh, Counting Flowers on the Wall from Pulp Fiction where Bob, uh, Bruce Willis is driving and he meets uh, Marcellus Wallace and runs him over. That doesn't sound anything like this. Yeah. I'm not saying that the actual songs sound like each other. So what are you on about? Like there's there's like an actual sound like the, the kind of Quentin sound. No. Yes. It's the argument I'm making and you can't disprove it if you've not got like an actual... Like, well, I can. I can. Well, it would take a long time but we can do it. <laughs> I don't dis- want to. Can't disprove a negative. I love you, Liam. <laughs> we could prove. I could prove that. But yes, the the in my head there is a sound where you're just like, that's a song that could be in a Quentin Tarantino film. There is that. Yes, yeah. that's the Quentin sound I'm talking about. I'll give you that. Right. Yeah. But it's that's it's a different to each. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I know because I, I I think I think there's like an agreeability on like if someone said that could be in a Tarantino film, you'd be like either no or yeah. And there's not actually, yeah. You know what? I retract everything I said. I hundred percent know what you mean now. Yeah. Sorry. And it, I'm not meaning like genres or anything like that. It's just like that sound that he's got going. Can we also cut the bit where I spoke in that tone? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry. Man. I'm really sorry. <laughs> but <laughs> all, <laughs> all stated, mate. I know. I'm sorry. But a lot, a lot of those tracks, out with Tarantino films, sorry, Quentin films, like y- y- younger audiences wouldn't find that kind of song for, for the most part anyway there's certain ones obviously yeah but they're universal songs anyway but uh, they just they just have like the way he applies his soundtracks is just fucking phenomenal We pan flute going on there mm-hmm. is uh, that what it is as a wee pan flute yeah fucking we, hell a wee pan flute uh, no giant hamsters 
for any of you South Park fans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. For the last time this season, I'm going to say that this is a stunning piece of music. It's my final stunning Aww. for the season. Aww, I feel sad. I know. Just for this season, I might bring it back. Never know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, in terms of like it, the application in this scene, I know you're saying that it doesn't do that much. Stop undo typing. Uh, I know you, you were saying that it doesn't do that much. However, watching that and then thinking back to the actual film, that scene holds so much weight behind it. Mm-hmm. And that is the perfect song for that. Yeah, only acts to build. Yeah. Like, which is why it's great at fucking sound, making, creating soundtracks because it only acts to build. It's not a song that's chucked in just to mm-hmm. put a song in there. Yeah. Yeah, but you could, you could literally not, you couldn't put any other song mm-hmm. in. Yeah. And it would work. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, and, and that's a real it's a real art form that in itself yeah. I'm trying to think of other people that do it well I can only think of Scorsese and I think you're right I think you're right I know that's not true I know there's loads of other people that do it mm. but just expo- oh, that's what make all my things but films yeah. but no we're not doing it. well even the Perks being Rolfer like that was the soundtrack for that is perfect the soundtrack mm. for that is perfect for what it's doing yeah mm. never thought I'd like coming out in mm-hmm yeah. And then I listened to it, and I there was a point after I watched that film where I couldn't stop listening to that song because <laughs> it just brought me back to that moment. And that's what a good director will do when they're creating their soundtrack. It, the song brings you into the moment that you've listened to it time and time again. Yeah. And that's what uh, Quentin, sorry, not Tarantino, Quentin does for mm-hmm. us. Train spot, I've just seen that. That's mm-hmm. a fucking cracking soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. And the last thing I was going to say is more to do with the film but the, the way he like kind of carefully slides his sword in when the soundtrack's like going on and he's like being so precise and then he just fucking closes it and it's, it works so well with the song mm-hmm. uh, it's good mm-hmm. it's a good scene very good scene very good song for it yeah. I didn't mean to downplay the scene I just meant like watch it in isolation like, yeah no, no absolutely uh, but well, you I'm, see Dougal's and like, I've not even seen Jojo Rabbit and yeah Oh, yeah. It was it was a good song, but I don't know the the, the weight that that scene carries yet because I've not actually seen the film. Yeah, you will, you will, yeah, I will. Anyway, tracks and Pollock, take us away. I just I always think of fucking Star Wars and just saying that he's a he ships like a Jackson Pollock painting because he's came everywhere, which was the joke. Mm. Yeah. So I think when someone says Jackson Pollock, I think come. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> right, so this is actually longer than I thought. So, speaking from my notes to start with, like there's tons you can say about Free Bird, but everyone will repeat it because it's such a familiar song, universally loved and fair on it. Personally, I remember playing this uh, on Guitar Hero Two, which I brought up quite a few times because the songs in that game were fucking amazing. Mm. The crowd on that would chant free bird free bird free bird when you got it because it was one of the encore songs and then obviously you had to play it because that was one of the original memes was shouting free bird at a concert trying to get whoever was playing to play free bird I've been to tons and tons of gigs where people shouted it and I actually got to do it myself one time when I went to Stramash and I walked in and I got a pint and the band who were playing was just like right we've got time for one more request what song do you want so I shouted free bird and they're just like fuck off we meant one, meant one of ours and I was just like cool you guys are no fun <laughs> <laughs> <Dead kids. laughs> 
<laughs> I had just joined the gig uh, five minutes before they were due to finish. But yes, in context of The Devil's Rejects, which is the film that this is uh, that I picked this from, it's just a really, really cool kind of... It's not a police chase because they're not getting chased, but it's just like... I, what, what is that when they're not getting chased, but it's police... Well, there's a barricade of police. Post, a police blockade. blockade. Yeah, and yeah. driving towards it. And uh, they've, just, they've just escaped from all the shit that's been happening. Spoilers. Sp- yeah, spoilers. They've just escaped from everything that's happened. And I actually do have a spoilers warning here at some point. Yes, so they, they've just escaped everything that's been happening. And they're driving down the road and they think they're getting away. And there's this massive police bo- uh, blockade. And they just kind of stop. Uh, and during this, the entire length of Freebird is going on. And they just get out their guns and they just fucking drive head on, like head first into the the police. Everyone's a shooting. You can't hear any of the shots, which I'm I, I'm still debating whether or not I'd like to hear the shots throughout the second half of the song. Mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. personally I would like that, but I also see what um, Rob Zombie's idea was, like having the uh, shots just at the end after the song's finished. That was also done really well. Mm. There's there's actually there's a couple songs this this uh, episode where I've enjoyed the song exactly how it is, but I'd like to see how it would have played out done differently. And this kind of time, like the actual shots happening as the song's getting played rather than just at the end. But yeah, sorry not to ruin the ending for anyone, but it's been out for years, so fuck off. But yeah, they just keep driving and driving, and then they get sh- uh, shot at and killed quotation marks, but they don't because it's, there's a third film. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Spoilers. What? There's a third one. <laughs> There's a third one. They survive. They, they survive. But they all got shot, Liam. They survive and they go to court for killing all those people because that's what this is about serial killers. But they all got in the chest. Yes, and they all survive. Wow. They're free birds. They're free birds. Wow. Um, that's what it is. <laughs> but yeah, and just, I think. I think Jim said it when we were watching it, but like it's a wee bit a too long for the first half. But the first half is a long, a long bit of the song anyway. Applied to visual context, can be a bit long, but then the second half, when the it's like the proper rock kicks in, it's just fucking ace. Did mm. the, the actual shootout is just cool? Cool, that was a wall of rambling. On I the I agree. What is the wall of rambling or agree with my? Yeah, what you said. Oh. Yeah, man. I I think the same. No, I wanted the I this looking at the song just mm. without the film context because that's when I did my notes. It's a great song. Everyone knows it. But what a fucking I've written down. It's a full meaty solo for days because mm. it's fuck that ending. Yeah, of that song is something just out of this world. It's ridiculous. Mm. It's actually ridiculous how just fucking amazing it is. Yeah. And if you've not listened to Freebird, first of all, you probably shouldn't be listening to a podcast on music. And you should then start listening to all the podcasts on music and listen to Freebird as well. Well, listen to music. Mm. And then the podcasts. Mm. But then, then again, uh, Dougal, as you pointed out when you put up Neil Young, sometimes you just miss stuff. sometimes you do miss stuff but don't miss this because it's amazing if you have go and listen to it because it's fucking awesome things just pass you by and that's why it's okay to put up Paul McCartney and and the other one that I did and Kinks 
This Kinks are good. Kinks are good. Listen to Kinks. Yeah, they are. They're real good. Yeah. So is Paul McCartney, apart from his new shit. Mm. Here, I might just do my, my thing on how shit Paul McCartney got. <laughs> I might just do mine on Noel. Uh, okay. <laughs> that was longer than I thought before you fucking brought that up. How long have I, been I, I actually said to Dougal that uh, your birthday card was going to be the last Noel joke, but I couldn't help myself then. Yeah, I thought that. <laughs> mm. You've done very well. Yeah, thanks. But yeah, this. Noel hasn't. <laughs> what do you want from me, Liam? <laughs> when you do jokes, what do you want me to do? What do you expect me to do? What are you hoping for? I don't actually know. The last thing I do, like, <laughs> this is Freebird's a song that's been used in a fuck ton of movies now like it's been used mm. in quite a few it was in Forrest Gump yep um, and then the one the scene that I would associate it with is that one in Kingsman yep mm. the fucking that if if you've not watched Kingsman as well mm-hmm. give that a bash and if only for that scene where Colin Firth beats the shit out of everyone in a fucking church it's amazing great that's one right. shot yeah that's amazing yeah so it's it's a perfect song for a film I think Perfect song without being in a film as well. And that's the end of our film round. Yeah. Hooray. Woo! And the, the last... The last round one of alternative to the last yeah. film round that we might do for a while. Yeah, oh, let's not get too sentimental. Chidamu. E-kit, e-kit. Did you get? I eat it. Nice. I eat fuck it. I thought of another potential idea for my theme. Oh, I had one for you though. Cool. Uh, what was it? It could be other songs by One Hit Wonders. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. 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 So, obviously, bands that are known for one song and kind of one song only, but yeah, see what else they've got. There's could one be a potential. One. There's one that came up for you when I was uh, when we were recording. I've totally forgotten it. So that's annoying. That's sweet. Caroline. Oh oh oh. Alright. Round two! Who's first? It's me. Dougal? Yeah. Full track horseman. Total track goal. Yeah. Yeah. Track spotting. Yeah, that's better. Point track. So my song was Mythan Mindu, no it wasn't. What's the what's the what's the round? <laughs> <laughs> Weird week. Brilliant. Speak. These are so key sad. The mm. track in Kiev. So these songs we picked for this round are what we classify as weird. Week. I think it just depends how we think they're weird. What that means for us, we can discuss that while we're doing it or whatever. Yeah. We've done this before, so yeah. Could could be could be that it's uh, too weird to put up. Could be it's that we weirdly like it. Could be that it's just fucking weird. And I think the weirdly like it is why I put this song up. So this song is Misanthropic Drunken Loner by Days and Haze. Days and Haze? No, it's not. Days and Days. This song came up in a suggested songs after I was listening to one of our private tuna sort of rounds when we're listening to it before we record. And I liked the name. So I thought, I'm going to add this to my list of things to listen to. And I listened to it, and the first time I listened to it, I went, well, I'm never putting this up in the regular playlist. I can't do that. I didn't really like it that much myself. Then it came around again, and I listened to it. 
and had a great time. And I just thought there was so much going on. There's so many movements from these sort of like slow melodic sort of things to this just harsh fast movement from the guitar. You've got a guitar and a banjo in there, which both play really nicely together. And then when it batters into the chorus, there's like just I mean, it must hurt playing them this fast. Like, it's just constant. And it works so fucking well. And I love the transitions that they do from this nice sort of strumming and picking into this harsh battering on. The voices, I mean, you've got the guy who has this sort of 40-a-day smoking habit husk to him. And this girl who sounds like she's in a children's musical, almost. It's a very weird mix, but kind of works together. And I don't know, it just... Yeah, I, the first time I listened to it again, I wasn't sure. And then the second time I went, this works. I'm not sure why, but it really does. Apart from one moment. And that's when they scream. And I'm really not sure about it. I'm still not mm-hmm. sure about it. It's the one, like, five seconds of the song that I still haven't got my head around. And I think it's more her screams than his screams because his screams work with his voice, even though I'm not that big a fan of them. Sexist. Then his screams work <laughs> with his voice, but I'm not really sure about it. When she screams, it's just... It sounds so forced and so unnatural for her voice. I don't know if they need that. But all in all, I really like this song. It's weird. It's fun. It's got a bunch of different things on it. The first and last lyric is My breakfast is straight out the medicine cabinet Mm. Which I think is good And the lyrics just carry on like this There's a good sort of It's very well put together Mm -hmm. And yeah I really like it What do you guys think of it? Quite interested to know what you guys think of it Yeah, I haven't got too much to say Other than I just As soon as it sort of started I was the same as you I was like it's a bit It's, It's almost like it was made to be deliberately Not upsetting but like off yeah I was like that was kind of the point of it you know and it did remind me a bit of when I was trying to get into Pixies when I was younger because uh-huh. I mm. always loved Fight Club and getting into Pixies was different I wouldn't equate this to Pixies no I'm not saying they're they, they're the same yeah but well, it's nowhere near as good but what I'm saying is that it reminded me of when I got into Pixies through Fight Club and then I started listening to Pixies this is when I was really young like I'm talking like mm. you know 13, 14 or something like that and I started listening to them and I was just like oh this just doesn't work it just doesn't get me but eventually obviously Pixies I fucking love them they're amazing I, I had a similar vibe with this when it started I was just like it, it feels like it's me it's deliberately and obviously with the lyrical content which I love you know this idea of the misanthropic drunken loner I felt like that was I'm not, I'm not really wording this very well <laughs> but it, it felt as I say it, that's what it felt like to me like as if you're almost not supposed to enjoy it and then listen to the second time, third time, I was like, no, you know what? I fucking get this. I really mm. got, I got the vision of it, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got that there was, there was something in the music connected mm. to the lyrics and the kind of character that they were talking about. And I really just, I really enjoyed it. And I didn't mind the screams, to be honest with you, too much. Yeah. I just, I just felt like it was just a mad sort of song. And I just wonder how these sort of, tunes are created if they when they're playing it if they think oh this sounds really good or if they think oh this sounds unsettling we'll, we'll lean mm. into that I don't know I'm not sure but I really enjoyed it it was a it was a fun time I think that's quite an interesting point that you've put up that the music 
really corresponds to the lyrics that are going on as well like the music tells the story along with the lyrics which i'd never thought about until right now but that works quite well if nothing else to tell the story of this some of their other stuff mm. i mean to see if, if that's all they do because you know you'll listen to a band like this and you maybe listen to a couple of tracks and you think right they're just they're it's either a music a, a kind of music i don't understand or like or it's deliberately what the word is but like sort of kind of obtrusive and weird yeah yeah but it was good i did enjoy it i thoroughly enjoyed this song however i have two major things that i didn't like about the song the first one was that it's a slightly whinier ska version of bowling for soup mm. it, it, that, that sounded like what a music reviewer would say <laughs> so it sounds really good so yeah. I'm gonna agree with it. Like, when I first <laughs> when I first listened to it, I was just like, "This is fine air bowling for soup." And then the first chorus kicked in, and I was like, "Oh, so it's like with ska." And then I was just like, "I don't like that," but I did actually enjoy the song. And the second thing was, it's a really shit ending. It's like it's not like this. It stops, but it's not like a. It's not like a. Duh, duh, kind of stops. I disagree. Yeah. Because it the same it starts and ends the exact same way it's this mm. character not being able to change or improve their life or change their ways it's a story mm. that can never end yeah so it can just carry on again which i, I quite like i agree with that yeah well, if you if you go that far into the the story of it yes but as a western but that's experience, the story they're trying to tell that's I, what they they did it on purpose is what i'm saying yeah. and i think oh, it works but i get why i get why you wouldn't enjoy yeah. it if you're just as, listening to the song as a western song. experience of the song it's a in, in my eyes again uh it's a, it's a shit ending and i if yeah but again did thoroughly enjoy the actual song mm. those were just the two things that i was just like mm. well it's a really interesting one though yeah yeah. It's, it's it's a marmite. Mm. It's perfectly placed in Weird Week, eh? Yeah, like it's 100%, a yeah. good one for Weird Week. Aye. If you'd put that up in the main playlist, that would have been an automatic no for me. But mm. because it was in Weird Week, and I actually sat and thought Aye, about it. Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't have. I, I quite enjoyed it towards the end. Yeah. But as I've said before, and this is the last time I'll say this mm-hmm. in season two, enough was enough. Mm-hmm. You know, no, you, I agree with that. You wouldn't I listen to an album of that. I don't. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think I'd listen to them after if if this was like like oh you should listen to this. I don't think I'd like chase it up. No, but no, then that's it might be worth hearing another song or two and then seeing if that's all because it's all like that. Then yeah, yeah. that's exactly why I placed it here because I don't know if I would have kept it in the main. I would have kept it in the main playlist if one of you guys had put it up. I would have definitely. It would never win. It would never be yeah a song I carry up on. This is why. It's the most justified song that I've ever put in Weird Week, for instance. It works. Chinaboot. Skish, skish, (laughs) belush, motherfuckers.